0: what up oh yeah he's he's here uh not l on la time you know
1: (laughs) oh it's still la time if i'm in la it's la time slowing their room, they're just chilling out
0: (laughs) but on the east coast you know it's
1: on go every time you know you know how it is i do yeah the east coast mind state has never left completely Mm mm-hmm hmm you're like i have to get on this pod with rashad i'm donut yeah i mean i was on time it was on the latter part of 12 30 but i still made it on time
0: <laughs> <laughs> right now currently i'm just like you know we're on two different coasts right now you're on what they say the best coast and we're on the beast coast over here i'm already doing damage control you know, yeah. just, I'm just, I'm just like, and I thought it was like smooth sailing for me, but you know, you know, just are we are like a production studio. Now we've, we've just like produced a bunch of like ad campaigns everywhere. I wake up this morning. I'm oh. just like, wow. Okay. I'm already doing damage control for
1: both coasts. Wow. Happy Friday. <laughs> <laughs> That's called the uh, TGI FML. <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> Exactly, oh my God wait, just like let me tell you though let me tell you real quick because it's it it's, on it's just like it's just like all to get, it's it just makes perfect sense because you you know the art scene and you know arts and culture and entertainment and it all intertwines as one one of my clients and good friends commercial type, which is like um you know typeface amazing company that we do all their ad campaigns for. When we were out in los angeles where i saw you and met up with you throughout that first week of just like working we're putting up posters for their new campaign uh, for their new website right. and the best part about it is that like i realized oh okay i've been doing this in los angeles for quite some time why didn't i realize that like no one walks here
1: Like
0: (laughs) I'm, I'm taking like video, like high like video in the car, like while I'm like driving past our like posters. And I'm like, I'm realizing like, no, no one's walking. (laughs) Everyone's obviously in their car. And then, and then I realized that we hit a bunch of, um we hit a bunch of like telephone box boxes, like the electrical boxes or whatever. And those stayed up forever and they still are up to this day. But the thing is like, People are reposting them and storing them through from their car. Like designers are <laughs> storing them from their car, which is hilarious. But the the damage control is woke up this morning, you know, Diddy. Mm. Our posters are next to Diddy. Uh-oh. I mean, I'm going back to LA because we have billboards that are coming out, um, 10 billboards. And now part of the damage control is like, I gotta take over all these. Like, Diddy posters. Like, I'm going to go over, like, wow, cover them up, cover them all up. So, that's like the first part of damage control that's like added. And then the second one is we got some, it's not sunny in Philadelphia type beat. In Philly, we've plastered all of Philly, Center City, South Philly, North Philly, and like all types of different arts districts. And I get a, a story, I just started that there's a street artist, and I knew this, there's a street artist that reposted someone's story about how we went over their art. Uh-oh. And it's like a whole debacle. And the funny part is I was out with my friend PJ, he was taking BTS. And the funny part was like, should we do this? I, I knew that, right? I had it in the <laughs> back when I was like, should we do this? But the funny part was that it's been, you know, painted over millions of times it's an open wall Mm. you know we know we know that you can't touch murals you know and like graffiti if it's not a legend like dude who cares um and then but for street art come on street art is we already know is dork shit so like (laughs) we'll do it like you can always come up with a different one it's like not a big deal so i was just like yo why not but was it just like a stencil it was like, a, it was, it was a, a stencil type beat in black and white, but yeah. pretty, it's like not that big, but, but perfect for these two posters. Yeah. And the funny part was that I knew that. And we, we were talking about it, like, would it be the same? Cause something like this has happened before in Philly with a mural mm-hmm. and it got like nationwide news. Wow. And I don't know if their sales went out or, or sales went down, but it was just like funny. Like everyone knew about it and it was just something small and you know it's like philly so philly makes everything big and then so the funny part was that you know street art is like a whole different realm but the Mm -hmm. the best part about it is that like i knew that something like this would happen he's storing it to like his followers and he's he's pretty big and the funny part is that like hell yeah (laughs) i read the i read the i read the 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 story underneath it he's like yo this guy like doesn't care but the funny part is like he's storing it to his like mad followers i'm like
1: yeah oh yeah
0: hell yeah
1: hey you know what they say you know any press is good press
0: any press is good press exactly and the funny part is like i reached out to him like damage control being like yo we can make it up to you or we can get in the ring whatever you know like I'm
1: down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, nothing like a little bit of a street art controversy in the morning to start your day off.
0: Exactly, exactly. But I thought that you would find it interesting only because the fact that you know we were we sort of were together. I mean, you know us from like curating shows back then, and I don't know. I love all your work, all your collage work, and street art aside, whatever. Yeah, street art aside, but like when. You started doing collage work. I know I'm getting
1: down in, in the nitty gritty already, but. Get in, get in there.
0: It felt like you you were one of the first, but it's been around for a long time.
1: Yeah. I remember when I was first doing collage, a lot of my friends knew me by my illustrations mm-hmm. and they weren't sure about my collage work because, you know, obviously it wasn't as tight or good as it is now. So mm-hmm. there was like a lot of resistance <laughs> from like close friends that were like, yeah i don't know like we like your illustrations and over the years like i'm sure their their minds changed but yeah it's like a complete shift it's like you know it's like andre three stacks dropping a a flute album after a whole career of of uh storied raps you know i think like people get uncomfortable when you change your style like right and my collage like switch it wasn't like a subtle shift like Totally. it was like i threw out like the whole book and just like started over again i remember coming to your house national geographics everywhere <laughs> yeah national geographics are like the gateway drug to collage art <laughs> Totally is. Yes.
0: there were there were more other different magazines right you you you've hit hit them all
1: yeah definitely i mean i i think i've first started collecting magazines in like the tumblr era like magazines and books i was like going to used bookstores finding art books realizing that like collaging meant more than just chopping up magazines like i was i was cutting up like nice like art books i was like i was like no one else is gonna like cut up this like salvador dolly book or whatever <laughs> like they just don't have the balls and i was like i was ruthless with the exacto blade <laughs> just because i wanted material that nobody else would like would have so i basically like started collecting and if you look at my my studio it's just like shelves and shelves of books behind me but yeah i would really like take pride in the the collection i had of printed matter so i was like scanning all that in, kind of archiving it Mm -hmm. at the same time on like a page called humble wonder and that's kind of where like the initial bed of just visual ideas came from was all the old vintage mags and books i was collecting so a pretty good spot to start off with as a collage artist with a big collection already and you're still doing it still collecting. I don't have much room anymore. So I'm like chopping down what I have and like slowly bringing in some more stuff, but Mm. I have enough material to last a lifetime by this point. I think when I moved to California, I got a little carried away Mm. at the Melrose Trading Post and all the Mm. cool like vintage bookstores that a couple of friends hit me to. And yeah, I just like put a lot of money into collecting and I would go on eBay and get like just a whole series of of books like the life nature library series i think i have like doubles of all those because i i was just scoring those and like scraping them for all all they were worth at the time do you have any storage units filled with no because that like cuts off the access so i try to keep Mm -hmm. everything live and like ready ready to be used and Mm -hmm. honestly like it is overwhelming I think that like maybe it's almost like a hindrance in the creative process when I have too much stuff to work with so right sometimes I'll like I'll pick out a pack of like oh like a couple surfer magazines a couple like life magazines and I'll make sure like to stick with those so I don't get too overwhelmed with the material yeah because there's a lot of material out there There's a lot of material out there and in here and like I just, you know, I'll just like chop from the magazine, create piles of stuff to scan and they'll end up in bins and it's, you know, it's an organized chaos for sure. Even though it's at your spot right now.
0: I mean, we know, me and you know that it's about to change. Come on. It's about to change.
1: I was working out of a bigger studio I kind of like changed into my home office which is Uh basically a second bedroom but it really is about like my my media storage like it's I have to have have to have all my stuff around me and I have some really nice art books and just being like a design director just having everything on hand for reference like Mm -hmm. depending on what the project is I have I have reference material for that. So I think like my book collection is almost my my superpower as a creative director because I'm not on Pinterest. Well, I am on Pinterest, but that's not the first place I go to. I'm I'm going to my like my trusted resources of of just random random stuff from all over the place. Like people give me books. I collect them. My grandmother mm-hmm. has always bought me like fine art books, mm-hmm. you know, coffee table books. So like when I'm stuck or I need to like, just get some ideas, I just mm-hmm. start flipping through the pages. It's really tactile process for me. And I'll just, you know, I I do this thing where I, I just scan batches of images and I don't know what they're for, but all like the other day, I just cut out like 50 to 75 pages and start scanning. And Damn. like my my hard drive is filled with just these folders where it's like 50 or 100 images in one day just scanned and they kind of like just work in a batch that way. So I have them and you know digitized and I can cut the pages eventually and scan those cuts. But it's like a it's a long process and a practice that I've been developing as a collage artist and a designer for maybe the better part of a decade now no ardotna (laughs) well yeah i I call it arena arena. but uh (laughs) i know what you're talking about and that is like that is probably one of the better resources for Mm -hmm. art and design like artists and designers now like the tumblr age has moved to arena i feel like truly has
0: This is Where Many Hats presented by Dessar. You can check out all the episodes of the Where Many Hats podcast on all platforms. In that wheremanyhats.com. Rate and comment the Where Many Hats show on Apple Podcasts and drop five stars on Spotify. WMH and Dessar is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you. Dewey Saunders is a design director. You've seen Dewey's work for your favorite albums, such as Anderson Turnstile, and No Worries, to name a few. I enjoyed catching up with Dewey and his friends at the High Comfort pop-up at our longtime friends over at Virgil Normal, then heading over to his pool after a long day of playing tennis with new friend of the show, musician Darcy. Dewey is our longtime friend from Philadelphia. We remember Dewey as the rap god era that is of Dewey Decibel. Please welcome
1: Dewey Saunders to wear many hats. Wow, what an intro. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm glad you remembered my my past life. <laughs> I remember in, in one of my videos, I was actually wearing all the all the gear that you laced me with. So, you like, you basically sponsored the, the styling in one of my videos back in the day. I think the song was called uh, "Cappuccino." No way. Pr- produced by my my boy Zilla Raka. Very fitting. That was absolutely my past life, and the flame is still alive but obviously art has taken Mm -hmm. the priority and yeah man it's funny like a lot of people know me by my music well especially Mm -hmm. in Philly before the art because it was basically those two practices like battling for my time and Mm -hmm. yeah I didn't know what was going to happen with my future but I was going hard with both things and maybe a little bit harder with music at the time just Mm -hmm. because of the crew I was living with the, the shows we were doing. And yeah, like the art was almost there to support the music career by doing the flyers and the covers and all the campaigns and rollouts. And, you know, some of this was even like pre Instagram, just to like absolutely date these, like these movements. But yeah, like, I was the crew's artist basically, and I would do artwork for everybody's releases. And I remember, like, through that crew and like lifestyle and just network of musicians, Mm -hmm. that's basically how I got put on with art. Like, I got the opportunity to do my first like LP cover for a band called Brown Recluse. They Mm -hmm. were like a like a really cool indie rock band that had gotten a record deal and they they tapped me to do the cover and it's funny because I think that cover really holds up and it's a really strong piece but I remember that being a turning point as far as like me using collage and me like actually getting my foot in the door for mm-hmm. a, like an actual release like I yeah. didn't know what I was doing but I had a lot of support from the band and, and that's it totally came out neat. crazy yeah 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 and they gave me my first opportunity to do like the vinyl sleeve and i didn't even know how to like lay out the templates or anything but mm. the art came out crazy and yeah like through doing music is kind of how i became like a album cover designer within right. the industry
0: wow that's amazing I, what mm-hmm. i love to hear is when artists once they like hit their like this milestone or whatever they then switch back to music and then Mm -hmm. then they're like musicians and then like once they hit this milestone they'll go back into art and then hit do like artist stuff again uh totally i like i just read today what travis scott right he's in he Mm -hmm. like reached his peak and now he wants to go to harvard for architecture Mm -hmm. (laughs) the comments are obviously funny they're like i would never (laughs) go into a building that Travis
1: scott <laughs> <Designed>. <laughs> themselves uh, at this point but yeah i think like as a creative um you know music and art are almost two different sides of the same coin mm-hmm. and i always felt like the processes were kind of similar and mm-hmm. you know even when i'm like chopping up magazines I always relate it to a hip-hop producer chopping up records because you're finding snippets of of material that's already out there and you're recontextualizing it in a new way so to me like even though I I wasn't a producer I was a rapper but I still feel like there's a big musical and especially hip-hop elements in my work the way I work and the music I'm listening to while I do it I feel like those two processes are very much intertwined in a way, and mm-hmm. like even my music, like you, you could have described it as like collage rap too, because mm-hmm. it was you know a little bit more on the abstract and poetic side of things.
0: Collage rap that already sounds like a genre.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna run with that because that's that's my lane, and <laughs> no one can, no one can take that. But currently, right now, you're in the studio, or is that under wraps? under wraps but yeah um things are happening again i have some really nice production from Mm -hmm. some trusted colleagues and you know i've never stopped recording actually the last um ep we put out was in 2020 so like there have always been movements my my main collaborators are in philadelphia so it's basically when i come back home like once or twice a year but Mm -hmm. Now that I'm firmly, you know, in L.A., the the goal is to find those musical collaborators that I feel totally at home with. Um, but yeah, there's there's songs, there's production, and there's even a name for the project. But yeah, like that's, that's funny that you say, like when people are still pushing the art, but I've hit so many milestones that I feel comfortable with Putting a pause on all those extracurricular projects Mm -hmm. and making making a a sonic offering as an art project, Um, and to switch gears a little bit, you know, I've been been writing and just like collecting beats, and it's just something that you know as a as an artist, like you just you have to do what your like artist soul wants to do, Mm -hmm. and you have to follow that intuition and. You know, I, I don't plan on um, being like a pitchfork darling, but you never know. I think it's really just about making things that you're happy with at the end right. of the day and to have fun and to not take yourself too seriously. All the time, where it's live mm-hmm. by and exactly. not compare yourself
0: to others, which is like so hard.
1: That's really difficult, especially in this age that we're like constantly inundated on social media with people that are more talented than us or less talented and yeah comparison is is a really easy way to get trapped and not mm-hmm. to make um not to make like your most creative work. Like I think that finding influences and references is obviously important because everything comes from somewhere. But at the same time I feel more liberated as an artist when I'm not looking at other people's stuff. Right. And I'm not caring about what they're gonna think of what i'm making and it's really just about having fun in the studio just making cool shit that you know scratches the itch and yeah kind of like keeping it moving like i think my biggest successes in art are from that mind state where i'm not thinking about other people um i'm not trying to reference other people when i'm not caring what they're gonna think about what i'm making why the move from philly to la it was like kind of a gradual thing because i started Uh coming out here to just check it out and to check out some friends um in 2017 i came out here with a with a couple buddies we hit the selection festival we just had a great time um met up with a a couple couple homies and that kind of like started the but like the la bug and like it it happened like within that year so I came out here and I think it was just like the weather and the palm trees and the food and the weed and the scene and the weed. I just stepped off the plane and I was like, I could totally see myself living here. Like I felt kind of felt more like myself out in LA than I did in Philly. Mm -hmm. Um, And just being from South Florida originally, Mm-hmm. I think, like, um, that makes the sense. kind of tropical environment was really speaking to me. I was over the winters and mm-hmm. I was reaching some success in Philly with, with projects. And, you know, I could have stayed there and really like planted more of a flag, but mm-hmm. I felt like to expand my whole like universe, I had mm-hmm. to come out to LA because I was already working with so many artists from out here that. I was almost, like, feeling, like, left out, like, when there was, like, release parties and events, and I just, I wanted to be a part of the scene I was doing artwork for, and -hmm. it was just a culmination of all those things that, it was the perfect storm. I had hit, like, a big Ray-Ban campaign, and I was finally able to, like, make whatever kind of play I wanted to make, and, you know, it kind of, like, happened gradually, and then it was, like, super quick, Mm -hmm. and... I just, I jumped on the opportunity and it was like, it was difficult because, you know, I had established a decade's worth of friendships and -hmm. and networks and my whole like musical foundation. And, you know, uh, there was definitely a life in Philly that I had to leave behind in order to open this like new door for myself. But in the end, I'm really happy that I did because I think it's, you know, it's really tough to like, bet on yourself in that way and to uproot your life and move to the to the opposite coast where you don't really know mm. you don't have like a circle to support you you don't really know like where shit is yeah um, but I felt it like it was like an intuitive thing like I, I knew that I had to do it um to grow as an artist and as a person that makes perfect sense I'm I feel like
0: to evolve i mean you know me from philly but i currently Mm -hmm. live in new york city so i just feel like we've just reached a plateau in philadelphia and it's just Mm -hmm. you know time to leave the coop just time to leave the coop and we'll just exactly
1: and you know philly will always have a special place in our hearts like i i toy around with the idea of living in philly and like what that would look like and you know i can't really do the cold weather but i love the city i love the people Mm -hmm. i totally miss the scene like um but it's tough like there's so many cool places in the world i wish i could exist in multiple spots at once and you just gotta like make the choice like what's what's right for the season of life that you're in currently oh i love that you also
0: mentioned the weed today you know weed r.i.p
1: because yes snoop 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 said he gave up smoking i don't know if i believe that or not but that's huge (laughs) (laughs) yeah i
0: i man la la is funny to me only because of the fact that I, th- I don't know if you know this about me, but I've been coming to Los Angeles every year, a couple of times, even when I lived in Philly. And it was true about what they say, like, takes a long time to get your footing in Los Angeles. I don't mm-hmm. even live there. And I just felt that every single time. But then suddenly this time when, I, you know, we met up and I've met yeah. up with a bunch of old homies and I was... I don't live there, but I was living my best LA life. Like I woke up mm-hmm. every morning playing tennis at Echo Park tennis courts. I would go to Canyon yeah. Coffee, and then like I would run into people that I know. I've I, I finally hit that point where I was like, oh, I live here
1: now. Like I yeah. I get it
0: now. Yep.
1: Yeah. It just that's appears. the thing. Like I think it depends on who you're friends with out here. Like there's so many different experiences and neighborhoods. <laughs> that it's definitely like overwhelming and it's a weird city right because it's so spread out there's no like central town so you kind of got to find like your neighborhood like where your tribe is and you know whoever you're friends with or whoever's showing you around like that totally dictates your experience out here I can totally imagine coming out here and having like the wackest time if I'm just seeing like downtown la and, and west hollywood and not seeing any of the other neighborhoods right. or just like thinking hollywood was yeah. la because on the east coast la has such a weird rap you know what i mean i i would talk about la and people would be like oh like you know everybody's so flaky and <laughs> and, and it's like oh like when was the last time you were there and they'd be like oh i've never been and it's like <laughs> it's just this funny thing that people have in their heads and LA is like a million different cities it's just it's a giant matrix of different things that are happening so if you can like tap in with the right people that show you the right things then it can become like you can fit in like way quicker and start to understand like where you belong way quicker
0: that's that's very true and it, but it it takes a long time it doesn't happen overnight and it doesn't
1: happen the no. first year either no absolutely not the first year i had no idea where i was like yeah i feel like my brain almost had to remap a new city and like just even down to like where the grocery store is or like right. you know people come here and they have no idea how far things are actually from each other like you know venice beach to like highland park it's like completely two different sides of town but when you first land at lax you think you're like oh yeah like I can just drive like anywhere and and be mm-hmm. there but it, you got to like you got to plan out your day if you're trying to be on the other side of town like there's only like two stops you can really make you can't do everything like New York or Philly where you just jump on the train and you can be in 10 different spots in an hour Well where do you like to go hang out I actually really like the first neighborhood I moved to Highland Park mm-hmm. um I live in Echo Park now but Highland Park is really chill with all the record stores and like vintage stores and cool bars and restaurants and it's like really walkable i think like between like figueroa and york avenue there's like both of those streets offer like so many cool little like cultural moments and it also feels like a like a old like la stronghold in a way mm-hmm. like it's a it's a neighborhood that feels like authentic and there's still like a lot of like working class families there and mm-hmm. you know i'm sure the locals feel like it's being gentrified but i think it's right. one of the more authentic neighborhoods in los angeles still Highland park that's where all the that's where all the bands live every musician every everybody that's on stone's throw <laughs> <laughs> the gold room yeah yeah the gold, the gold line. line the gold room is a dive in echo park that's I don't, right I don't, think I've ever, I don't think i've ever even been there i've been i've
0: been i've been in the gold room and most recently the gold line which
1: is amazing yeah. final all night so so good yeah i think like peanut what a peanut butter wolf kind of designed it like the uh like the japanese Mm -hmm. hi-fi like whiskey bars that he was into so they definitely captured that i mean i love an all vinyl bar like that's all you got to say and you used to do some work for stone's throw yeah i've done a a couple things for stone's throw maybe my favorite cover is by an artist named stimulator jones Mm -hmm. for uh an album that has a really long title. It's gonna... <laughs> <laughs> i always i always forget the uh the actual title because it's so insane i'm surprised but, uh, that
0: you haven't gone there yet and just like done some
1: work for the gold line yeah i mean i'm i'm open you know actually stone's throw is like a stone throw away yeah it's just a stone throw away just a legendary label i've done a bunch of stuff with them just like random little things and Mm -hmm. actually the first thing i did for them was like way back in the day before i was probably even ready but they were digging the um the anderson pack posters that had like my illustrations on them so they commissioned me to do this poster for knowledge and Mm -hmm. and my design like japanese tour and stussy japan stussy. actually like, printed up the the flyer artwork on a on a bunch of shirts so that was like my first gig with stone's throw and uh coincidentally with stussy as well so that was like my 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 foot in the door and like kind of the la underground scene
0: legendary
1: yeah and, was a cool and project.
0: those acts too to this day you're rocking with stussy beanie you know stussy will never die
1: yeah, you know they they really like in the past few years have um, kind of reignited like a new chapter for themselves after being like kind of a weird mall brand in the mm-hmm. in the middle of the two thousands and everybody kind of like thought they were kind of whack, but they really came back and yeah, I mean I rock with their stuff heavily. Like sometimes I'm I'm wearing a an all Stussy fit, but mm-hmm. I mean these days I I mix it in and. Yeah, I always have, like, a Stussy hat or something. It's just part of the skate surf culture that I'm just always a part of. Streetwear never
0: dies with Dewey Saunders. Because, <laughs> you know, even high comfort.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, I guess high comfort could be considered a streetwear brand. I feel like it's maybe exists outside of the, the super, like, trend cycle of, of what's going on. But um, yeah, I'm just like, kind of a clothes horse and fashion junkie. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: what I what I love about streetwear and, and combining menswear, like, I think it's all it's kind of like, you know, everything is streetwear now. So it's kind of a, a pretty broad term. But, you know, I, I always think of like, vision streetwear and like Stussy kind of like, Igniting that that um that Venn diagram of like surf skate hip hop and fashion and mm-hmm. and that will always like evolve and and mean different things. It's it's just bizarre
0: because we come from like merch culture and not everyone like everything. I don't know how, maybe social media was just the one that started, like, everyone everyone is a brand. Yeah. Everyone's just, like, calling themselves brands. Like, you yourself as a person is a brand. So everyone needs merch. I'm like, I don't want to rock
1: mm-hmm. your name. I know. It's crazy. I think, like, especially in the music industry, um, merch has become, like, the biggest breadwinner because streaming doesn't really pay out to artists anymore. So Right almost by like necessity artists have had to create merch collections or brands that run parallel to their mm-hmm. like musicianship and yeah like social media has made everybody a, a multimedia lifestyle brand in a way <laughs> and I think like that's one thing with like high comfort that I I try to think about like like what is it beyond like A shirt company Mm -hmm. like and that's where the idea of like the high comfort healing center came from Mm -hmm. because i was really just really diving deep on a lot of virgil lectures especially when he passed and Mm -hmm. he was just encouraging young designers to think of their brands more than a clothing brand like what greater purpose does this serve what greater Mm -hmm. message does this serve it can't in this day and age it can't just be oh we're a t-shirt company like it has to be like we're this bigger idea and t-shirts are just a relic of the process that we're doing mm-hmm. that's
0: true that's true i always think about vintage t-shirts about you know from the 80s and then 90s is now like quote unquote rare i just feel yeah. like all the stuff that we put out today 20 years from now people are going to be like that's vintage like, totally
1: That's crazy yeah, I can't believe that uh, 2003 is, is now 20 years ago. And that's, and that's been, it's like 90s is not even, it's like the early 2000s are the new vintage, which is mm-hmm. crazy to me.
0: Every little subculture, like even vintage, it just feels like everyone wants to get in with all of us, you know?
1: Yeah, I- everybody's kind of doing the same thing. Like a lot of new brands that I love mm-hmm. have like a little like vintage, capsule and they're selling the shirts for $90. And -hmm. like, I get it. Like it looks cool. And if it goes with your collection, like that's awesome. Um, but you'll, I think like, that's kind of the, that's the template right now is like, you have these like cool basic silhouettes and you have like a section that's vintage and almost like many of these new brands are operating in that way. And I mean, Like, I was even thinking about that for high comfort. Like, I have all these, like, vintage Stussy shirts that I'm like, this is almost like a (laughs) collection by itself, you know? Right, right. Do you think that there
0: there is such thing as, like, original ideas? I mean, that's a question
1: that has been ongoing
0: for a long time.
1: I mean, there's nothing original under the sun, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, everything... I think it's like how creative you can flip and combine these ideas that have been existing. And, you know, as a collage artist and just someone that is in love with hip hop culture in every way, I think that like how you flip a sample, like shows your creativity, like somebody like Dilla can flip anything in like the most masterful way. And I think like, Yeah, those samples existed, but the way he's repurposing that, the rate, the way he's juxtaposing things, like, I think the ultimate creativity lies like how you use your references. That's very true. That's very true. Do you think
0: like streetwear came from like sampling? I feel like
1: because we're always flipping logos. Absolutely. Yeah, I think like the obviously the logo flip is is the cornerstone of streetwear culture it's like you're like almost like saying fuck you to this company and like making it funny or turning it on its head um but yeah i think like streetwear like the design of streetwear is definitely based on like logo flips but i think like culturally it's so many things and like personally i love it because i grew up skateboarding and listening to hip hop and i feel like streetwear is the merger of those two cultures in a way, two cultures that maybe didn't seem like they went together in the eighties, but in the nineties, they all started to combine. And, you know, like both skaters, like they love hip hop and, and hip hop artists love like streetwear and, and cool clothes. But, you know, it's also interesting to think about like the, the modern evolution of streetwear and how it became, just like people wanting to like wear cool stuff with their sneakers. So it's really like, and also an evolution from sneaker culture. And it's like, oh, I need a cool hoodie and cool pants to wear with these sneakers. So I think like shoe culture and basketball culture really dictated like that second wave of what streetwear looked like.
0: Well, I'm glad that I'm out of it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you're totally out of it. I mean, (laughs) at the end of the day it's like clothes you wear on the street right so it's like we're all just on the street wearing clothes (laughs) that's true that's true well when you're on
0: these LA streets who are the people that you've run into all the time do you sometimes run into like your friends or do you mostly run into like entertainers
1: um I think it's a healthy mixture of both Uh but yeah like I love, I love running into just like music homies or DJs and, you know, and, or just like, you know, running into like Anderson pack at like a sushi place or some shit. Like that, I think that's kind of the novelty of LA. It's like, we're all just kind of killing it in our own creative fields and also just for actual people living our lives. So we're all combining in interesting ways. Right. But that is, that is one of the best parts. Like, running into the homie at the film spot or the grocery store. I saw Madlib at the grocery store one time and he, he knew that I recognized him. He grabbed a bag of salad and fucking bounced real quick. But <laughs> like that, that was like a thing for me. Like it was like right when I moved to LA and I was like, I cannot believe I just ran into Madlib at like the Vons supermarket. LA. <laughs> and that's like part of the magic to me is to, it's just to like see cool people or like celebrities like in the wild like they're all out here like everyone every industry is almost like based around LA as a hub so that's definitely part of the magic like just how many creative people are in the mix you know right I mean when we got food after your pop-up
0: we were at the Mexican Spy and i was like looking over and i was like st- there's this asian dude that's like staring at me and i'm like why is this oh, asian yeah. dude staring at me and i'm like staring at him now we're both staring at each other and i just realized yeah boy, i remember man.
1: that is that jerry Hsu? jerry sue yeah and i ran into him <laughs> randomly when I, before i even moved out here and hit him with the zine so Good. that's just like another example like of you know how cool it is to like run into like your childhood skate heroes and right. like, being able to like just strike a book, a conversation with them. And like, just to to meet people on the human level, you know, mm-hmm.
0: I love that you're still staying true, going to Vaughn's, no air
1: <laughs> <laughs> no air unless like, that's the that's the best option. I mean, to be honest, we just been ordering groceries online and, and having them delivered because going to the grocery store can be such a task that just keep that keep it streamlined. And have them bring me the food
0: i would i would say a grocery company right now but i have no promo code to give out but whatever happens <laughs> put uh promo code wear many hats um yeah and,
1: and hit up the farmer's market that's the new we just got back from mexico and, and the produce was so good down there we were like so good we just want to hit up the farmer's markets from now on like right like screw whole foods like no. i want to go directly to the stand mm-hmm. where the where the farmers are with their produce and and get it direct mm-hmm. with, the, with the food, with the full life force. You know what I mean? What, what are you, uh, chefing these days? What are you cooking up? In the kitchen? got uh, to make some home fries and scrambled eggs with some fresh squeezed tangerine juice. Oh, damn. So real, real simple breakfast after this. But, um, you know, like I said, we just got back from Mexico. So I've been like, really thinking more simple about food like beans and rice with like Mm -hmm. a really nice protein piece Mm -hmm. of grilled fish roasted chicken um my girlfriend's dad just made us a big pan of spanakopita which is one Mm -hmm. of my favorite like greek macedonian meals like real Mm -hmm. simple but yeah like kind of just uh enjoying like more simple recipe preparation but like Keeping like the health and and wellness like full fully in the center. Lots of fruits in the morning, like lots of veggies. Just trying to like use food as the main healer. You know, you sound very
0: spiritual. Do you and your girlfriend go mm-hmm. out and go to you know? <laughs> Why am I thinking the Grand Canyon? Um, the what's <laughs> the,
1: what a Joshua tree? And, uh, yeah absolutely yeah. yeah go out to the desert eat some magic mushrooms mm-hmm. have some uh shaman-like visions and right and and magical ceremonies yeah I'm, I'm down with that lifestyle and you come back and your head's clear and
0: you figured it out
1: yeah I feel like in the right context some of those things can be like medicine in a way especially mm-hmm. for like the modern mind when we're really just like in the in the work week and mm-hmm. um and as a creative I feel like those experiences can be very helpful especially for the work that I do to be able to look at things right. differently and see see like different ways um, to execute and just to mm-hmm. think outside the box a little bit. Um, it's so easy to be like confined in, in the everyday normal, um box that we're in and i think it's really helpful to like kind of get above that level sometimes and to take a look around have you ever done magic mushrooms and looked at your own stuff absolutely yeah i mean i feel like some of my thinking behind um my more intricate collage pieces that is that i want them to like almost appear animated Mm -hmm. even though they're like 2d and and still images but i think like a little bit of magic mushrooms can make that malibu cover actually look like it's like breathing and and the water's moving around and splashing a bit that malibu cover do you have
0: anderson pack on speed dial or dumbfounded
1: um i think dumbfounded would probably pick up my call quicker (laughs) than anderson at this point (laughs) yeah no he's the homie i actually just ran into him um a few times because i was um doing preparation for my exhibition at the line hotel called Mm -hmm. mental vacation last summer so there's a just a spot that i would run into him a lot and yeah he's always been kind of like a supporter and champion of my work Mm -hmm. um and i think like he probably helped me stay in the circle with anderson at a certain point so yeah like shout out to dump Founder, like he's he's a super talented musician and also um this writer and and like screenwriter and and moving into like acting and stuff. He's been doing that for a long time, but shout out shout out John, super talented homie. Um and I know he's working on some like really big things with Anderson um like show and movie wise, so that's kind of an exciting thing.
0: Even in the comedy
1: world too, which is Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's absolutely hilarious like the dude is so good at what he does i just feel like these days in the arts it's
0: like everyone's trying to do every single thing
1: yeah they want to be the I renaissance think, man yeah multi-hyphenate is a is a term that gets thrown around a little too loosely or <laughs> multi-disciplinary and, i mean <laughs> like it's it's cool it's cool of doing all those things um but I think like it's there's something to be said by like focusing on one craft at a time and right and and fine-tuning that to where it's like really quality and and yeah, like some things on the side like should be side hobbies and, and they don't have to be turned into careers. Like no. Like even with like my new music, like I'm not sure how much I'm going to push it as far as like I'm same thing with high comfort. Like, I'm not operating on, like, a seasonal release cycle. Mm-hmm. Like, I think certain things are allowed to be, like, side projects or, like, right. art projects. And and I feel like a lot of people try to do too much. They sometimes. really do. But some people, like Anderson or, you know, Donald Glover, just, they got the Midas touch. And whatever project they put their creative spark on, like, it's going to be super quality. So... There's definitely exceptions to the rule, and right. people should do different mediums. Like Donald Glover just opened up a boba boba tea shop. Oh, that's tight. Yeah. Wow.
0: Like he, what? it was like it kind of almost in secret. Like you only could find it through, like an influencer putting that out on reels, right? <laughs> and then, and then him also starting like a weird creative agency out in Mm -hmm. on the farm which that's like so it's it's definitely it's definitely strange like even here in new york you know the bars that you go to you you probably don't know that your favorite bar is operated by like someone famous
1: yeah totally and like what you said about reaching milestones and then moving on i think that's like a cool way to do it it's like when you accomplish so much in one field,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think it's cool to like put your genius thinking into another to another field. Yeah, like Anderson's opening like a bunch of restaurants. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like really smart business-wise, but it's also just cool to to work on different fields and just to put your energy in into a couple of different things um for me like I feel like I have creative creative ADHD so I do like having like an art show and a clothing drop and a zine and then like my day job with Nylon Magazine like I think all those things they really do feed into each other Mm -hmm. and each like different creative practice kind of like Sharpens the sword or gives you some like perspective on like the other areas that you're creative in. That's so true.
0: Well, hats off to you on everything that you do for some Desar Wear Many Hat Solutions. We have come full circle. A Dewey Saunders Wear Many Hats poster sticker thing should be in the works. Oh, that's a good idea. So when we're out in LA next month, I mean, I told you that we're getting these like junior billboards, the small ones that you see, like all the American apparel ads on. Yeah. There's everything on that now. It's usually used to be like music, but now it's just like every everyone wants them. So I don't know. I feel like a Dewey Saunders, Wear Many Hats poster board. Yo.
1: Yep, I'm writing that down right now. Dude. This is happening.
0: It's happening. It's happening. (laughs) it, It starts here first. I love um, that, and and then just we like blow them up. We we go worldwide. We go worldwide. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you heard that? Sick. You know, I'm going on this. Like, I'm still on the Wear Many Hats World Tour. Yeah. And who knows if we cook it just in time? I might be going back to Mexico again. Dude, Mexico is amazing. Sick. So we'll just I like know. plaster these Wee of posters. Like a Dewey Saunders Wee of poster. I I just feel like I love that you know this
1: this is it i feel like it should be uh, a photo of you wearing as many hats as possible (laughs) (laughs) like i do this sometimes because i have like way too many hats i have maybe like 30 bucket hats it's just like part of my it's part of my multimedia lifestyle brand Mm -hmm. but yeah it's such a funny it's a funny image of someone wearing all of their hats they own i think that's simple and it gets to the point a good way to advertise the podcast it truly is i don't
0: think people notice that they like look at the wear many hats art album cover or whatever it's me on the other side wearing a bunch of Jazar hats <laughs> but we were like who is this fool and then the other one i'm like in the studio but i i just i just think it's it's yeah you know caps for sale aside you have seen us from Desar's inception of when we were a hat brand
1: absolutely 2012 yeah i met you at a in a streetwear store on south street and yeah you were one of the first people that had their own brand and extended like an open invitation to collab and i don't think we even did the capsule that we talked about or anything but um, I mean now now is the right time probably to like do something creative and have that reflect into a piece of merch and some and some ads I think that'd be fun that'd be so much fun absolutely I love it I love it and then I want to wear your stuff in one of my new music videos too yo that full circle <laughs> right there you know we have to from cappuccino to latte. <laughs> Yeah, Americanos and Cortados.
0: (laughs) And matchas. Um, Can't forget about them. (laughs) (laughs) Where is a place you like to go to hang your hat? It could be anywhere in LA. It could be anywhere in the world. And it could be in Philly. Where is a place like you like to sit down and get your creative ideas? Or you want to hang up those creative ideas for the day?
1: um i guess where i want to hang my hat is i want to find a really comfortable recording studio in la that feels like home Mm -hmm. that i can do a little bit of a lockdown in Mm -hmm. and get these wraps off and get a project together and have it feel so comfortable that i'm going in there and hanging up my hat and and getting some work done that's great that's actually
0: that would be perfect, actually. Because, you know, these days, wait, I don't know if I ever told you, when I was on an airplane to Florida, I was editing an episode of the podcast and I was sitting next to like two bros and they were like watching the game and then they were like looking at me cook and and they would tap me on the shoulder and I took off my headphones. I'm like, what's up? And they're like, yo, are you, are you in Pro Tools? And I was like... <laughs> what no i was like why do you say that and they're like are you a producer i'm like i am a producer but i'm not a music producer and it was just like so he's like you're not in this you're not in the stew i'm like i am in the stew but i'm not (laughs) in a music studio it's just like i think it's funny that these days like everything it kind of sounds like the same but at the end of the day, we, it kind of sounds like it stems from music, but yeah. yeah, the music studio would be the best best place.
1: Well, um, well, these days everybody has a podcast, so <laughs> having a having a podcast is like the new like T shirt brand. <laughs> Damn! Don't come for me! Don't don't comfort me on my own podcast. No, no, I'm just thinking about myself because <laughs> I think I think it's time for me to start a little podcast idea, high comfort style.
0: You could. could. So I'll have to
1: tap you for an interview.
0: Please. Love that. We'd love that.
1: Gotta flip the table. (laughs) Dewey, if you were to get a chest tattoo
0: quote, what would it be? I
1: think it would be something like uh, this Italian phrase, "Tutto passa. Uh And it means everything passes. I feel like you said that to me before, too like out yeah out. it's too many letters on my knuckles so it can't be a knuckle tattoo so no. it has to go somewhere else
0: chest tattoo quotes i'm so i do these on every episode but i feel like i'm single handedly responsible if it comes back like, <laughs> <with> <laughs> tattoo, like why are we getting so many chest tattoos i feel like i am the person because like now there's just like so many if all our listeners out there are just like listening and they're just drawing inspiration they're like Yes, good. The more chest tattoos, the better. I feel like totally. And it'll start with your Italian, you know, that sounds good. I like that. I I don't have one. Everything passes.
1: If you're ever stressed, everything passes.
0: That's so true. Words to live by, exactly. That I'd get.
1: Do we plug your socials? Where can people find you? Uh, I keep it pretty simple. It's just my name, Dewey Saunders, Mm -hmm. uh, on Instagram, Twitter, deweysaunders.com. And then that clothing brand is high underscore comfort on Instagram and high comfort.us on the worldwide web. Check us out. Mm -hmm. Got some new gear. Things are looking good and having super fun with everything you're also big on twitter you're also big on design twitter yeah on on x.com on (laughs) twitter.com on x yeah it's almost like it's almost like a a forum for me to just like write the things i used to write in my like moleskin Uh just like random passing ideas i have a daily knuckle tattoo idea that we're going to develop into a zine um And then, yeah, I'd like to just express my thoughts about design and music on there. I think, like, Twitter is maybe more fun to me than Instagram because it's more, like, conversational-based instead of, like, just having people drop, like, the fire emoji underneath your pictures. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. I think the
0: one tweet that lives rent-free in my head is when the the new We Heart NYC logo came on. Oh, my God. is the worst <laughs> design ever. I mean, I've heard it from a lot of people, but yours was memorable.
1: Yeah, I feel like someone, like some publication interviewed me about my comment, but <laughs> I stand by it. I just, you know, I'm such a Milton Glazer like Stan, like he <laughs> right. was one of the best graphic designers of all time. So just seeing that was a little disappointing. But to be honest, when I saw the entire um logo suite and campaign that the does that the designer did for that. It made more sense in context. And you know, I guess I'm like more forgiving, but you can't you can't just like redesign an iconic logo like that. You just you just leave it alone. You just keep on printing the same amazing mark that Milton Glazer made like there's no reason to change that. But it's good to hear that you're forgiving. Yeah, I forgive the designer. <laughs> <We> all... <laughs> I mean, he probably got paid a pretty penny. Like, he's he's probably like laughing all the way to the bank. So, who am I to talk? Well, thank you, dude, for coming on Wear Many Hats. It was great to have you. Appreciate you, brother. And uh, yeah, it was good seeing you. And I look forward to uh, future collaboration soon in LA. Very yeah. soon. Very soon. Till next time, this is Wear Many Hats presented by
0: Jasar, and I'm Rashad. Peace. Peace, brother.